True Multifamily is an On Air Brands production and a proud member of the On Air Brands Network. Hey there, entrepreneurs. Eric Cabral here, founder of On Air Brands and host of the Entrepreneur Circle and Capital Hacking. I wanted to share something truly unique with you that we've created called Pod Max, which is an amazing opportunity to connect you with major podcasts to help you share your fascinating stories with their communities. This unique invitation-only event includes interviews with you on top-rated business podcasts all in one day. It also provides a unique networking opportunity with high-performance guests and thought leaders who are authors, coaches and consultants, investors, speakers, executives, you name it. These are the type of people that you need to be around. We also provide industry expert keynotes to hit our stage to share insights on podcasting, investing, marketing to help you take things to the next level. And the cool thing about Podmax is that it has a multimedia agency engine behind it with on-air brands to provide social media promotions before and after the event to share your brand new shows with your network. So hit the apply now button at podmax.co and I hope to see you at the next Podmax event. This is True Multifamily, the show where we dive in on what really happens after closing a multifamily property. We're going to expose the role of asset manager. That's a person who has a responsibility of seeing the vision, executing the plan, and managing people, budgets, and timelines, all to deliver returns for our investors. These are the real struggles, the real victories, and the real stories of asset management. Welcome back to another episode of True Multifamily. I am your host, Justin Fraser, here with my man, Mr. David Iglewitz. David, Welcome to True Multifamily. Looks like you are on the beach today. How's your day going? It's going awesome. Thank you for having me. I mean, look at this beach background. I got the waves in the background. I'm not. It's I'm not wearing the shorts. I'm wearing jeans right now, so I don't. Get, Unacceptable. Unacceptable. So I got to stay away from the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. For those of you listening, uh, David's got an awesome, um, beautiful palm tree beach background. If you're watching on YouTube, you can check it out. Uh, we all want to be there as as it's getting colder and colder here. Uh, listen, David, today uh, we are recording this as part of an awesome event, PodMax, put on by my friends and uh, company On Air Brands. And uh, we're just really excited to be part of the day here and get to record a few episodes. So, uh, David, we are going to jump right in because, you know, even though we're recording this through PodMax, you and I are business partners on our latest acquisition, the Residences of Diamond Ridge. So, we're going to be recording Woo-hoo. this anyway, so I'm so excited to have you on. And uh, I but I want to talk to you not about that, because for True Multifamily listeners, David has some huge, exciting things coming up. And so we are going to have him back probably in a month or so to share all of that. But for now, I want to get your story. I want to hear, David, about how, uh, first, your profession and how you think about investing and how you then got from where you were to starting to think about, man, I should invest in some multifamily property because you are an investor, you're a partner with us, becoming a good friend. And, uh, you know, we like you. We'll let you stick around a little bit. So we're having fun. But David, uh, take it away, man. Tell us tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your history. All right. So first off, you're allowed to call me Iggy. Iggy's my nickname. Woo. You call me David or Iggy, either way. I, I listen that goes to for everybody listening to this. That's podcast, going to everybody so, that's listening. Whoosh. And millions of listeners are now going to call you Iggy. There you go. You know, it's probably billions. <laughs> billions, yes. All seven billion of us. <laughs> so first off, thank you so much, Justin, for having me on. I'm like super excited. If I if I jump through the screen, it's just excitement. And so uh, I'm super excited and I'm honored to be on with Justin, especially. 
he's the one, when I heard his story, he motivated me. Oh. And it, it's absolutely incredible that he took, he took the risk. He took the chance. He took the leap, the leap of faith. And it's absolutely amazing. You're an inspiration to all. And, and I love it. And Thank you. absolutely Thank you. love it. And I, and I love being I love with too. them and, and I get yeah. to be on calls with them and it's super exciting. So the calls are fine, but the trips are more fun, right? The trips are we have more a good, fun. We have a good time when we hit the road. Now today. I'm landlocked. I know. <laughs> you landlocked I'm, on your island. On my island <laughs> that's stuck right here. Yeah, yeah. So, David, um, tell uh, thank you, by the way, and I agree. And okay, excuse me, Iggy, um, please share with us. You know what? What do you do? What do you do for a living? Tell us about oh, that. That's a that's a great question. What do I do for a living? And that. <laughs> That has multiple answers. So let me give you the story first. Let's hear and it. And then, so I am a pediatric dentist. I've been a pediatric dentist 17. I mean, it's coming on 18 years, been a dentist for 20 years almost. And everyone views me, they see me and they see this bright and happy and all this energy. And, you know, and it's one of those things that everyone views me as successful. And everyone sees me and they tell me all the time. I mean, I go play and they're like, they want to be me. And this is what they get on the outside. And I, until about two years ago, I didn't feel successful. I, I, I just did not. So there were multiple times that I was like this on the outside, I would come home, I'd be exhausted and it just, it, nothing was clicking. So let's go back a little bit. I want to, you know, bring you further back. So why did I become a dentist? I was in high school and I went to my, my dental office, my dentist, and I never needed any dental work done. And that's probably what motivated (laughs) me to become a dentist. And I loved it. I loved hanging out with them. I loved all the little tools. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. I loved his staff. I loved how he related to his staff. I loved the whole team. I loved bringing the team together. I loved everything about it. So what did I do? Went to college pursued dentistry and became a pediatric dentist because I still act like a kid. So I wanted to play and I thought that's what it is. Pediatric dentistry. That's what the ticket is. I love it. So I joined a practice and the practice was uh, a father and son. The the father, it's sad to say, he wonderful person, but he passed away soon after I knew he was he and a wonderful, wonderful human being. And it was me and the son or the son and I, which way it, it depends on your verbiage, right? And we, he, he was a big entrepreneur and was, that was my first awakening to the whole entrepreneurial world. I always viewed dentistry as like this, you have one or two offices, you just go to work, you have a good living, but you take care of patients and that's it. But he was into this growth mindset. So that was my big awakening. And eventually I became a partner of his and he continued to grow. As he continued to grow and I grew with him, I started to lose my passion for dentistry. And the first time I realized it, I was walking on a beach and uh, not this beach. It was in New Jersey. <laughs> and I was walking on the beach. A little, saw, a little less palm trees, a little less nice. In Jersey. Right. And I'm walking on the beach and I see two of my dental school friends. And it's, you know, several years later after we, graduated dental school. And they're telling me how much they love dentistry and they absolutely love it. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm a people pleaser. And I was like, what do I say? This is not how I feel right now. 
This is not how I feel. And I'm like, why don't I feel like them? Like, what's wrong with me? Something's not right. And, and then I just told them. It was the first time I was starting to let my emotions out. And I told them, I was like, I don't feel the same way. And they were like, their jaws dropped. They were like, you oh. have everything. Mm. And I'm like, no, I don't. No, I don't. And let me take you to why I didn't. And you tell me if I'm talking too much, Justin, you cut you're, me off at any time. You're talking perfectly. It, keep this it is going. I'm time, This is the first time I'm really being vulnerable. I, I want this out there so I can help other dentists on this because I learned that there's other people like me. And believe it or not, not all the craziness stuff that I do, but some of it. And <laughs> so what did we'll talk I talk about do? the craziness in a little bit, but, but the story is you're doing great. Keep going, all right, buddy. good. And so what did I do? And, and so I was looking for a passion. I was looking for excitement. So what did I do? I, you know, in dental school, I started playing hockey and all my professors and everything thought I was nuts. Why was I taking risks? I could hurt my hands. Everything about dentistry is protecting your hands. And I was like, I got to have fun. And so what happened was in hockey, I, I, even though I'm only five foot three and at the time, like 140 pounds, I went after a puck. The person was about 250 and we collided. I heard it. I heard a oh. noise and I was like, man, that other guy got hurt. And I go to get up and my shoulders hanged it down. And I'm oh, like, wait, geez. it was my noise. It was my shoulder. And I, I uh, separated my AC uh, joint and uh, they were like, you got to take time off. And I'm like, yeah, right. And mm -hmm. so I tape myself up and uh, two days later, I'm back in the dental clinic. There's tape on me and I'm working on dentures and stuff like that. And I'm like, no big deal. And they were like, you got to stop. And so I continued playing hockey because no one could tell me what to do. Yeah. That was one of the things I always had to, you know, keep going. And so it went from hockey. And the problem with hockey was it was late at night. So I would go to dental school and I'd play hockey. And I didn't have a kid at the time, but then I had my, my first son or my only son, I should say. And, uh, and I continued to play hockey. And because it was, it was giving me that freedom, that, that, Thing. And I could talk to other people that weren't related to dentistry and it was super cool. Then I was like, yeah, maybe the hockey thing's a little dangerous. And I, I, I did it a little bit in residency. And then as I moved forward, I got into triathlons. And so now all of a sudden it was not at late at night. Now it was early morning and I was training. I was getting my bike ready. I was doing all these things. And, it, you know, my wife at the time, she was like allowing me to do it but she really didn't want me to do it. And I was like, why are you holding me back? And I was being, it was my ego talking and it was very selfish of me. I was like, I felt like I was the producer in the house. I could go do this. I could go work, but I was bringing home the bacon. And so I didn't have to be there. And that was the epic failure. And then the worst thing happened or the, it's kind of cool, but kind of not, but I got into cycling and racing. And I got quite good at it. And when you get good at something and then you want to be great and then you want to be beyond great. And I, I learned that I could be really great at the sport. The problem was the cycling takes over your life and it becomes very addictive, worse than any drugs. I'm never oh, yeah? drugs. So <laughs> it, I can't really relate. And I'm, I'm 
maybe I'm, I'm being a little over the top with it, but it took over my life and it was everything about eating, training, uh, you know, losing weight to be lighter on the bike and not focusing on the family. Even though I would write down that my family was first, it was way down tucked underneath because I was always looking for that escape. In the meantime, the practice is continuing to grow and stuff like that. But when I talked to those people on the beach, it, it was, I was disconnected. I was, I was just not there and I felt lost. Mm -hmm. Even though on the outside, everyone saw everything and they, they saw me happy and they saw this because when I was there, when I'm in front of people, there's energy, I get energized, but behind the scenes, didn't feel that way. So I go to a dental meeting, like all this is happening and I happen to go to a dental meeting. I meet up with one of my uh, pediatric dental friends and he tells me about how his offices were sold. And he told me how much, and he told me how he merged with a private equity group. And I'm like, if you could do it, so can we. So I call the senior partner and I, I explain what happened. I'm like, this is possible. We need to investigate this. We need to move forward. He moves forward because he's super entrepreneurial. Two years later, we merged with private equity. It sold. And, you know, now we're, we're partners with them. And all of a sudden, Right before that, right before that is my dad passes away and it shook up my world. All of a sudden I, I had, you have this mindset, everything's going to be there for you. And my dad just was retiring. He was a statistician and like you kind of knew things weren't right. But I remember him walking me on the beach. It was two weeks before he I had this surgery uh, and he, he, he put his arm around me and we weren't like, I would hug him, but we were more like into boxing and stuff, but it wasn't. And he told me how proud he was of me. I didn't feel that way. I, I just, I just didn't feel it. I didn't feel like I reached my potential. I didn't feel like, I didn't feel it. And so when this practice sold, it was like, it was like closure on my dad. And I was like, I need to change. I need to change. I need to do something different. So what did I do? So I think of my dad and, and, and I'm blessed that I had such a great father and he believed in me. He, he believed in what I could do, and he believed that, that I could do a lot of great things. And, and that's where I stand today. And I wouldn't be, obviously, I wouldn't be here if he wasn't there. But, you know, uh, utterly grateful that I had such a wonderful father. And so the practice sold. We merged with private equity. Three months now, I'm happy. I'm like, you know what? Now I can do whatever I want. Not really, but I could. I was still working in the dental office. And I started really thinking about things. And I said, so for three months, I'm like, oh, this is great. Now, I, you know, I could basically retire now. Or could I? So I started and I was always into investing, which I'm going back and forth in the story. It's like, this is like one of those movies. You go back and forth, back and forth. But, <laughs> you know, so... 
I was always into the S&P 500. I was always mm-hmm. into stocks. I was always into businesses. I actually didn't know at the time, but I, I was very entrepreneurial. When I, before I joined this practice, I was going to start my own practice. It was already in the plans. It was just this opportunity was too good. And so what happened was I started getting too involved in the stocks and what was going on with my money. And I knew that there could be and there would be a downturn. And I couldn't pull from that pocket of money ever because if I pulled at the wrong time, it was going to really take a huge hit. So I was looking for other things and I kept searching and I kept searching. And I was like, I, I remember my dad telling me a story and he was talking because my dad was a professor and a statistician in the business department at Temple University. And he was talking about the student. So if you were an A student, he loved you. B student, you were okay. C student, and he was a tough teacher. You're, you're below average. Even though a C in his class was average, right. you were below average. And he was talking about the C student who was, and I remember the story from way back. And he was, he was, uh, great at talking with people. He loved talking with people. He came back, he donated money to the business school. And my dad was like, he got lucky. And I was like, what is he doing? He's in real estate. He's a real estate tycoon. And I'm like, but he got lucky. And I'm like, what do you mean he got lucky? He, you don't get, like, I used to believe that there was luck. And I, I thought I was lucky with a lot of things. And then I started looking at it and I was like, you make your own luck. Opportunities are there. But if you're looking straight ahead, you don't see what's on the left and the right and behind you. And that's what this guy did. And he opened up his world, became a real estate tycoon. So that's always in the back of my head. To this day, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> my dad does. I ask him, but you might be I don't walking know who down it the street is. Next to you. Yeah. I, I have no idea. So one day, and that's why I'm reaching out, I want to meet this person. And there I probably go. already have. And I just don't realize. You put it. it out there. Put it it's out there, out there do now. Wanna, do you want to say the class, when, the year? About I have the year, no the class, idea what no the idea. year was. All right. Yeah. So. If so you that, were a senior student at Temple <laughs> University and you're now in the MBA real estate program. tycoon in the MBA program. Uh, I think it was, it was in the business school. Yeah. Go. So, so that's where it, it led me to that real estate. And I'm like, I could do this. If he could have done it, why couldn't I do this? And so I started looking. And so I, I went down that path of, of that. And this was in 2017. And I kept, I I reached out to the person who sold my first house and my second house. And she's like, you need to buy a condo. And at the same time, I'm learning all about the business because I didn't want to invest in it until I learned about the business. So I'm looking at these condos and the numbers and they're around me. It's I'm in Pennsylvania by in the Philadelphia MSA. And uh, I just, the numbers made no sense. And she's like, you hold on to it for appreciation. I was like, I can't do that. I was like, that does not work for me. She's like, but you're going to learn. And I'm like, I want to learn and at the same time be profitable. So that way I can show other dentists and medical professionals how to do this, make a system that works. That's not too difficult. Show them how to do it. So that was my, that was actually in my head and my mission. So what did I do? I looked at that kind of stuff. She's like, And I was like, I kept sending her my criteria and I kept sending it to her and I kept getting these stuff back. And she's a wonderful lady. 
It just didn't work out. She sent me to now a commercial broker. The commercial broker, great guy. He told me he could get great deals. Now we're, we're into 2018. I still haven't found anything, but I'm not feeling desperate. I'm like, this is going to take time. I want to learn in the process. And I, I sign up with this per commercial broker, which I didn't know. That's not what you do. And I, I sign up with him because he tells me he's going to send me all these great deals. He's sending me deals. I mean, these deals really made no sense. And uh, it, it was uh, one of those things that I just had to wait it out. And I just realized that um, I, I, I needed to expand my knowledge. So I started listening to tons of podcasts, YouTube, reading every book that I could. And I started just expanding my network and just telling everyone, this is what I'm doing. And that that's what is once I opened up and told everyone what I was doing, it opened up the world to me. And it, even though I was now, because I had this passion, I started actually liking and feeling passionate about dentistry. It was crazy. It, okay. was, like, it okay. was like everything was starting to open up again. And I was like- So you started getting into real estate more and that actually triggered some kind of fire in you about dentistry again. That's, that's mm. so interesting. And what it even triggered more was it worked. I learned that the, the people that were most successful there or the people that were most successful that I related to were working on their mind, not just their body, but their mind and their mindset. And they looked and it was uh, the, the podcast that changed me. And it's not a real estate podcast. It's a dentalpreneur podcast by Mark Costas in it, it changed me because he, he talked about and it resonated so much with me that there's a circle and I forgot exactly what's in the circle, but one of the big things is family, mm. is family. Yep. And everything needs to be, I mean, you can't make everything perfectly balanced, but you got your finances, you got your practice, but the big one is the family because that's your connection. That's what you're doing all this for. I mean, you want to donate, you want to give back, but my work and all that, that, that hard work was actually for them. And I wasn't proud of who I was. So I wasn't with them. And now I realize that now I'm happy with who I am. Now I feel successful. There you go. And because I'm, I'm now with them and, and what really woke me up, now we're going to get to this present time. Here we go. It was in March. Okay. It was March COVID, of this year. March 2020. There you go. And I, I mean, I go to my last real estate meeting in January. In February, I go with my wife. We go to a you know, great vacation. We come back a month later. The office is shut down. Everything shuts down. So my investment in the dental business shuts down. I have stuff under contract, everything is like, boom. And you would think I would freak out. I was actually happy. Not about COVID, not, yeah. about, not about that whole situation, but I was like, I always wanted to feel, and, and everyone will tell you I'm very optimistic. And I, I do, I, I truly am optimistic. Uh, at the same time, I, I always wanted to feel, and this is gonna sound crazy, what it was like to be truly retired. Mm, okay. And what I skipped 
in 2019, I did invest in real estate and I got involved in four passive deals. And that was actually the only thing that was paying me. Everything else was losing money. Only thing paying me throughout COVID. And I was like, this is freaking cool. I need to share this message. I need to get it out there with all the yeah. dentists. I, I was spreading the word, but this was the time. This was the time that I need other dentists, other medical professionals to see it, to see it firsthand. I was like, everyone's losing money. I'm, I'm actually collecting money. And it was, it was very powerful message. At the same time, it allowed me to be home with the family. I was never home all day. Like it, it was like, cool. It was exciting. And I, I was like, this is, this is, this is what it's like. But I learned over that course that I can't retire. I love this stuff. And, and you then have I too got, much energy to retire, right? You got well, that was one of the on. things. I mean, I was talking to the FedEx guy. He's across the street because this was in the beginning of COVID. Mm -hmm. I'm outside. We're talking for half an hour because <laughs> I need that relationship. I need to talk yeah. to people. I need yeah. to inspire people. I need to excite people. That's what I like doing. And that's why I am now passionate about going to the dental office. I know I can light people up. I know I can make a team come together. That's why I'm so into this real estate stuff because you get to work with people that can match my energy. Well, yeah. most can't, but some can. And it, it's, it's a challenge, but we got to do it. We try to do, do it. it. Let me and, let me pause you real quick, David. Sorry. I think yeah, actually to this forever. point, no, this is great. This is probably the least I've spoken on any podcast, but I'm I'm enthralled with your story and I love it. Um, and I do want to get into some of the meat and potatoes of the investing. Um, you mentioned in 2019 that you invested in um, some other syndications as a passive investor. Um, what did you learn by, by investing in those deals? So the first thing I learned, and I was, I was scared out of my mind. Because now, instead of being a, like a dentist, medical professional, they're used to following this like straight path. You listen to your investment advisor, you, you keep the money in S&P 500, and you just let it ride. Ups and downs, you let it ride. And it was, in, it was, it was October 2018. I'm going to get there, Justin, I promise. In October 2018, the market went down, went down significantly. I saw my funds drop and I was like, it's now, this is the warning sign. This is the warning sign before it really goes down. This is it. This is my time. So I started moving stuff to cash and I got prepared and I was like, I'm investing in real estate and I made it a mission. Now, what I learned from it is I learned how to underwrite the deals. I learned, I didn't know how to operate the apartment. I didn't know much about that. I, I, I mean, I'm too nice of a person to collect rents. So I knew that wasn't for me. I knew I needed to hire or outsource other people, but I was like, how can I learn from the best people? So I invested with, with what I thought were some of the best people. And I invested in one deal and I learned how easy it was. And I learned, I learned stuff that you wouldn't normally pick up from being a passive investor. And you learned how to run these huge complexes, but you saw it only from the outside. Couldn't really get in the inside. And I, I'm sure I could have if I flew out there, but I had no time. And they were, they were inviting me and I should have taken them up on the offer. I wish I did. But there was, there was more focus on being active. So I was looking at, for deals on the other side. Yeah. So I invested in one and I saw it working and I got so excited. Invested in the next one. And each time I learned a little bit more on how to underwrite 
and whether it would, it would be positive or negative. And then I invested in a fourth one. And I said, this is it for now. I want active. I want the excitement. I want, I want to be involved. I want to, I want the whole process. I want other dentists to do it. So I was doing those first four to learn the business and to show other dentists basically that this stuff works. Yep. Yep. Okay. That's a great, that's a great setup. Um, and in 2020, as, as I said, at the top of the show, uh, we've been working together and you've been pretty active. So give us an overview on how you go from investing passively um, how did you find our team and what um, I, I'm really curious about your vetting process because we were off buying apartments already, you know, doing, doing all kinds of great stuff. And then one day I hear, Hey, there's this, this dentist named David. He's, he's not far away. He's here in Pennsylvania and uh, he's coming to the property with us, <laughs> you know, and great, cool. Uh, what, what's up with this guy? What's the story? So t- talk us through your side of that and, and how you get introduced to to our partner, Matt, and how you vet us. And because I'm really curious, and I think our listeners, we had a lot of value out of, you know, hearing from not only hearing your story to this point, but as someone with cash, as someone with that's well connected, how are you vetting an operations team? What are you looking for? Why did you think that, and I'm not saying just to, to, to positive or negative, honestly, about us, but what did you find out about us? What did you, what are you looking for? Um, talk, talk us through that process. So let's, so it's October, 2019. And here we go. And we're going back. And well, you wanted me to know, <laughs> tell you about this. No, so, I do, I do. And what happens is that I'm listening to a podcast on, on Ron Khalif's podcast. And there's this guy and he's telling this story and he's talking about three, how three quarters of a million dollars gets embezzled from him. And I'm like, holy shit. I was like, that's other people's money. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And what does he do? He funds the money on another deal. He takes care of his investors and he looks out for his investors first. And I'm like, this is who I wanna work with. And I'm like, I'm gonna reach out to this guy. He's probably not gonna get back to me. No problem, I don't care. Cause now at the time I'm, I'm, I'm starting to lose that fear. And I'm like, I'm putting myself out there. Yeah. So I contact him. He's like, all right, let's go meet. We, we go have coffee, we, we hang out. And I'm like, this guy's like me. So I'm not listening at the time to bigger pockets. I'm, I was not exposed to that. I know everyone hears about bigger pockets first. I'm not exposed to it. I have no idea if he's, he's a big player in that stuff. And I wouldn't know, even if you told me he was. To me, he's a, just like yeah. anybody else. Yeah. And I'm talking to him and we're having coffee. I was like very grateful that he met me and, and we're hanging out and we're talking about, you know, future deals. He's asking me, you know, what I want to get involved in. And I told him that I want to be active. And then fast forward to February, I start a meetup group. Uh, that's once a month because I want to, you know, get more people involved. It, I was doing the meetup group more to get others involved in real estate, not so much to help me out. I was just trying to offer to others. And uh, I, I'm talking to Matt and I never mentioned his name. It's Matt Faircloth. And I think I mentioned it. Oh, you did. Good. Yeah, yeah. And so, well, everyone knows who you are, so they know who Matt is. And so 
And I'm and is, I, is it one way or the other? I think it's the other right. way. That's fine. So I invite him on. I invite him on the meetup, and I'm like, "Hey, would you have it?" Because now everything's virtual. Yep. Invite him on the meetup. He comes on, but before that, they're starting. You know, we're starting to form this relationship, and then COVID hits, and then all of a sudden, uh, he he calls me up. He's like, "I don't know if you want to do this." Am I allowed to keep going, or you want to? Yeah, stop? yeah no, oh, you're, you're doing oh, great. Yeah. This is the good stuff. This is the meat of it. This is what everyone's been waiting for. I don't know if you are interested in this, but we just, um, we're, I'm driving down to look at an asset in North Carolina and this is in the middle of COVID. And I'm, I'm basically, I'm not working in dentistry right now. And I'm like, and we're about to kind of open up in the dentistry world, but I'm like, how long is it going to be? And he tells me about this opportunity and I'm like, I'm in, let's go. And that was it. Yeah. And it was that quick. It wasn't, I was like, send me the numbers. I'll look at the numbers. We'll drive down. And he's like, you got to meet the team. They're awesome. And I'm like, Hey, if they're anything like you, this is going to be freaking so much fun. Yeah. And that's what yeah. I was looking for. I was looking to play again. And that's what I got. And I went down there and it was amazing. And meeting you and meeting everybody else, it, it was just incredible. And, and they let me in. They let me be part of that inner circle. And that's all I wanted. It's like, it's like a fraternity again. Yeah. And it was like a party. <laughs> and at the same time, the fact that they let me in or you guys let me in and you brought me in and you were open about everything, that to me is the most important thing. Because you get to see people for who they are. And I learned who you guys are. And so if you're talking about trust, that's where the trust is established, is, is learning who the people are. Because you know how hard they'll work. You know that they're not going to let anything fail. And even if yeah. bad things happen, they're going to bounce back fast. And they're going to work hard. And there's struggles. There's always struggles. Always. And, and, I, and I knew it ahead of time that there will always be struggles and there'll be, we call them hiccups and there were a lot of hiccups, but they bounce back or you bounce back. I guess we bounce back and it's amazing. And yeah, so, I feel blessed. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, what, you know, that, so you came down, you were not officially signed on with us. We were going to visit the property. I think it was our first trip to the property and um, first or second, I can't remember and so we were really just checking it out um, to to find out, you know, are we, how are we going to move forward with this? Was it our due diligence trip? It was we, due diligence. This was okay. our second trip. So this was our second trip to the property. We had we had already made an offer, it had been accepted, and um, we're doing due diligence, which of course is when you start finding all the skeletons and, and the hiccups, as you call it. Um, and so I do remember, you know, that, you know, you just jumped right in and, and you asked a ton of great questions and um, you really jumped jumped into to be part of the gang, which is which is awesome. But I'm curious about your thought process. You know, Matt says, "Hey, I got an opportunity." You are looking at this as like, "Okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to meet these guys." You know, what like what's going through your head on the drive down? Because it's a long drive down. You know, what are you hoping for? And and then on the way back, you know, what are you thinking about after that trip? Like, wh what's going through your what's your thought process like? So as I'm driving down, I'm super excited. And I'm like, this is it. This is, this is how things start. And I was like, I was like, I just feel, I felt blessed. I felt blessed that I met Matt. I felt everything was in alignment. 
I get down there, meet you guys. And then it was like, it was like magic. And it was like, this is right. Then I go to the property and I'm like, the property's really there. This is fantastic. <laughs> it exists. Because yeah. it exists. And that's one of the things when you see something and you're like, I can be a part owner in this. Whether I'm a limited partner, an active partner, it doesn't matter. I'm a part owner in this. I can help out these tenants. And you could see the disarray of the apartment building. And you could see how much value could be added by doing things. And that was what was exciting. And so to drive back, it, you know, everything's going through my head. I'm, I'm calling everybody. While I was down there, I was calling my other dental friends, telling them how great it was. And so I was already starting the process. I was already starting the process of having other people invest in this deal because I felt so positive about it. And I still do, obviously. And hope so. <laughs> two, two months into a long deal. <laughs> and you could see the change. I mean, now we can talk about the, cha the changes that took effect like right away. Unbelievable. I mean, you're talking about the, the previous owner was running stuff. Am I allowed to talk about numbers? Because I get excited about sure, that. Sure, go ahead. Tell me whatever you're excited about. Absolutely. All right. yeah. So you go from the previous owner dropping the rents just to, to fill up the vacancies. He, he, you know, the, the area itself was, it was so under market. It was incredible. But yeah. right now, a turn itself, he was doing turns at $559. Now they're at $660, $101 increase. By basically just changing the property manager, yeah, and yeah, and and taking caring. care of the property and caring, caring, yeah, and showing some love and respect to the tenants. I, I mean, these are what people want, and taking care of them. Yeah, doing yeah. work orders. I mean, the things that you would, I would think, were normally taken care of. Yeah. Well, listen. Every time there's takeover, especially you know. Honestly, we look for those deals, right? Because that's that's upside for us. So the deals where the owner's not taking care of work orders, he's not pushing rents, he's just happy to stuff the property full of tenants. And I don't know, maybe 40 or 50 of them aren't actually paying rent, but the rest of them are, and that's fine, right? He's kind of happy, whatever, he's making money. Um, we obviously like to to maximize, you know, what's happening at each of the properties. We take care of our, our property and our community. I do want to touch on something that, you know, you as a investor in this deal, as a sponsor of the deal have been um, so great to work with and get to know over the last few months. And I love that you sit in on our property management meetings and, you know, um, you're, it comes from a place of, of wanting to learn and you're not um, sitting there like, oh, you know, I invested in this and, you know, you're not, you know, doing this or that, you know, you, you believe in the team, you believe in the mission and, and, um, you're happy to let us do our thing and, and see how, how it works out. Uh, of course, we collaborate and, and share good ideas. But what I love is that w we got hit with a few hiccups, as you call them, pretty early on. Um, some, some serious crime happened, um, saw a drop in, in um, occupancy and collections. And, you know, you, you, as always, as expected, you know, you take a few punches early on when you take over a property like this. And, um, you know, the first few times we spoke, I was like, ah, how's David going to feel about this? Do, you know, is he is he nervous? You know, he's got a lot of money in this deal. Like what what's the feeling? Um, and you're always just you're there for it. Right. You're there for the journey. You're trusting in the team. 
your help contributing with like good ideas and, and walking the property with us and like they're there for all of it. And so um, I love that, you know, you as a partner are just crushing it for us because um, you're, you're doing all the right things um, and as you should be doing as an, you know, you are not just a limited partner. You're an active investor, a general partner with us. And uh, I love the, uh, the outlook and mentality that you have that like, I found good people. They know what they're doing. They've got good people that they've hired and we're going to execute this business plan. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Oh, I, I, I'm a loss for word. Thank you. <laughs> and I think one of the things is that uh, it, it, I feel very grateful and I feel grateful that I met you and I'm, I was just so excited to work on this deal. And I think a lot of it was in my training through dentistry and everything else like that. And, and how I watched a private equity group take over our business. I knew that there was going to be a drop. I expected it. And I expected all these things because I knew you, you kind of need that to grow. Yep. Because there's going to be people in that he placed at 559 that just aren't going to make the criteria to make it to that next level. In fact, yep. you really don't want them in there because they're ruining it for everybody else. Right. And they're right. doing things that we really don't want in this apartment building. And so I, I kind of anticipated all that. When I met the team, the actual property management team, I mean, I saw their energy when I went down there this last visit, this last time. And I, and, and I, I just felt it. You could feel the energy, you could feel the positivity you could. And that was one of the biggest, it was raining out and I was, I was feeling great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was standing in the rain. First, I love being cold, but I was standing it. We didn't even talk about all that stuff, but yeah. I was standing there and I was like, this is awesome. And I was super excited to come down every month. Now. Yeah kind of stuck on that. Well, you know, yeah. I'm going next week. So you come whenever you want, buddy. Yeah. You're always yeah. welcome. Listen, this, uh, we, we are running out of time here, which, which is, uh, incredible. Cause I feel like we are just scratching the surface. Um, let's, uh, give very quickly. If someone wants to find out more about you or your meetup that you host, let's pitch that real quick. And then I do want to just set it up and say, this is really part one of two, because you are going to be back because you've got some uh, big projects in the works really centered around that mission of bringing more dentists into the fold, explaining and teaching and educating how they can invest in real estate and do what you're doing and, and get so much more value out of that. So anything that you want to, to plug or pitch, uh, now's your chance. All right. Well, everyone can call me Iggy and Iggy. you can find me on LinkedIn with David Igowitz. And you can also on meetup. I'm part of the multifamily masters meetup group in Malvern, Pennsylvania. My email is prostoic, P-R-O-S-T-O-I-G-L-L-C at gmail.com. And what else is there? There's a website too, www.prostoic.com. P-R-O-S-T-O. That'll all be on our website. We'll get links up uh, on the website. So if anyone wants to get those links, you can hit us up at truemultifamily.show. David's uh, bio and uh, all of his social links and all that will be up there as well. Um, when's your meetup meet? Oh, that's a great question. So it's, it's usually the last Friday of the month. And this the last two ones, because Thanksgiving was the last Friday and Christmas is the last Friday this month. It's the week before. Got it. And next time we got 
Ashley Wilson. Excellent. She's coming on. Very good. Very, the real deal. Good. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, uh, Iggy, fantastic. Fantastic. Thank Thanks for opening up, sharing. You know, if I can just recap, I wrote a few quotes down that you mentioned. I'm going to just read a few back to you because uh, I got so much value out of these. One, you said opportunities are always there, but if you don't, if you're only looking straight ahead, you don't see what's around you. Um, you said, once I told everyone what I was doing, the world opened up to me. You also said the most successful people are the people who work on their mind. So some really great information from you. I loved it. Those are going to go up on big social media posts, flyers with your face on them. I can't wait because those are, those are awesome. So the other thing you said, by the way, is that when COVID hit, the only thing paying you a very successful dentist was your real estate investments. And that is a true testament to the power of investing in real estate. Man, thanks so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you soon, okay? All right, thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode. Check out our website at truemultifamily.show. And if you have an amazing story to tell, share it on our Facebook community and you might just be the next guest on the show. We're also on all other social networks. Just search True Multifamily. I'm really, really proud to have the show produced by our company, On Air Brands. Check us out at onairbrands.com. We also have an incredible, unique podcasting event that we would love for you to be a part of. Check that out at podmax.co.